to the paper, the grass is always green. I don't do no labels, I call it how I see it. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of a No Label Convo. Here are my boy Nell. You. Shouts out to everybody that's been subscribing on YouTube as normal, liking on Instagram, sharing on Instagram, follow us on TikTok at No Label the Pod, Twitter at No Label the Pod, Facebook No Label the Podcast, and rate us on the podcast streaming platform. Please. Apple, Spotify. We on Google. I think it's something like Overcast. It's mad shit. But rate us on there. Give us five stars. Give us some feedback. Word, five stars or no stars, you feel me? But <laughs> shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Guapcoin, Guap cryptocurrency for the culture, you know what I'm saying? It, I mean, get yours, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a cryptocurrency, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let, me not, let me not dive into that lane. But, hey, create your own currency. Fire. He's Today, to oh yeah, right. oh, early, yeah. You know I'm saying that's that's just that's how I'm doing. Come on from the hip. <laughs> Word. Today we got uh, easily one of the best like videographers in the town. You know what I'm saying you you might have seen him on on Sunday at, on the on the Bills field. You might have seen him at the Sabres games. You know what I'm saying you you if you watch ESPN, good chance you've seen his clips on College Game Day wherever. You know what I'm saying? I've, I had the pleasure of knowing him for a minute. Thanks. And it's good, always been good peoples. And has revamped high school basketball. Literally. Trying to. Literally. So, man, we here with Top Kage. Yep. Some know him as Top Tape Kage. Page. <laughs> Tape Kage. <laughs> Tape Kage. Is it Top Kage or Tape, Tape Kage? Tape bro. Kage. Hey, man. Honestly, bro, so That's many sweet. ways that people would like say it <laughs> that I don't even bother. Like, I'm not going to correct people. You feel me? It's like. However, as long as you know, as long as you try to pronounce it, that means you know, like, about me. So I'd be yeah. like, all right, that's cool. Like, in, in high school, the teachers always call you, like, the wrong last name. It's like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I get called Kester, like, my <laughs> whole life. So I'm like, nah, bro, it's Coaster. But, yeah, it's Tape Kage. I um, appreciate y'all boys having me on. I definitely got to commend y'all because I've seen it, like, from where y'all started. And it's like, this is amazing. So, appreciate like, it. not appreciate only it. is it amazing, but it's like... From where you started, you like really didn't like Dante. You didn't really know too much about like all the video stuff, and now you like editing a thousand videos a day. I don't know how you get all the content out. Obviously, Bruh. you got a great team too. Like, shout out to y'all boys. Yeah, yeah, you got a great team too. Like this yeah, is uh, beautiful to see. But it's like I know what that editing side is like, and and even with like pods and like hour and a half long conversations, it is not easy. It's, it's time consuming. So I definitely commend y'all boys. And the content is great. The content is great. So. It's much appreciated. You played a big part in it, whether you know it or not, just from the for advice sure. you've given me, helped me out with for us sure. having this studio. Yeah. Full enough from time to time to get content. So yeah. definitely appreciate you. Nah, for sure. For sure. And Coach the real one, man. Coach the real one. So we've known each other for a minute. So let's let's start at the jump. Which high school did you go to? I went to the uh best high school in the Western New York area. No, no, Nelson, do not wreck <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. on that. He be on the Each switch aside, he likes to play both sides. He likes to play both sides. I went to both schools. Some episodes, nah, he's like, bro. man, PA just changed my life. Uh, Other episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I really wish I wouldn't have left. <laughs> PA was the best school I went to. Hutch Tech is the school I was at. 
Hush Tech is a school where you become who you are, bro. So, I, so both my older brothers went to Tech. Obviously, you know Matt, but our uh, I know your older brother too. Yeah, Zach. Zach was the first to go to Hush Tech. He went to Tech when like they were rebuilding and they were in Kensington. Mm. So um, I don't even think he got to be in like the new the new school. But me and Matt both went there, <clears throat> kind of like followed his footsteps, and it was just like. This is a raw school, bro. It's like mad kids. Everybody is like from different walks. You feel me? It's kind. Of, it's like mm-hmm. it's diverse. You yeah, know, it's yeah, more it's diverse than most other it's schools. Definitely, yeah, definitely you know diverse. Um, it's just it was just a dope environment. Like school spirit, super high. You feel me? Like people Even weren't being right downtown too. Like, yes, yeah. to everything. After school, you always you know what I'm saying. It's always places to go. Like you go to Primas or whatever pizzeria or mm-hmm. go ice skating in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like the rink is right there. It was it was like a, a perfect situation to to go. And I actually ended up like. Uh, applying for like city honors in like eighth grade, I think, and I, and thank the Lord I failed that exam because <laughs> I ended up going to Tech and it was like mm-hmm. it was a, outside of some athletic experiences like football. It was a great it was a great overall experience and I, I still like I met y'all there. I swear like my core group is is all people that I met at Tech. You know, like at least half of my core group is people that I met at Tech. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah, good people, good people for sure. at school. I'm saying you was you was quarterback in there. That's where is that where you got your like your your football start? No, nah, no. Nah, so I grew up in Riverside, mm-hmm. um, and my parents had me and my brothers playing like baseball and football like whenever possible. Like we played any sport. Like we would even play like roller hockey at the Reese on, mm-hmm. on the West Side, which was like, crazy. I, I, <laughs> I never really liked hockey, but they would just sign us up for stuff. So they keep y'all involved and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like just keep us doing stuff. Sure. Um, so we played. Like, Little League football. So, I was never, like, fast or anything. I, I think... So, what I was told was, for, like, the youngest age, like, the Knights were, like, the six, nine-year-olds. Nine-year-olds. So, like, I wasn't, like, fast or big or anything, but I could, like, remember the plays. Mm. So, they would just put me at quarterback. I'm just handing the ball off to kids. I ain't doing nothing. But I, <laughs> but I knew, like, you know, if it's a certain play, turn this way, hand it that way. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was kind of like I just played quarterback in Little League, like, all the way up to, like, high school. And it was, like... I just didn't play different positions. So I, I could throw the ball a little bit, but I wasn't, like, out there going crazy. It was kind of just a, a, a position that I, like, was thrown into, and I just kept, like, playing it. So. But we was, we was terrible in high school. Do you think you could have been more successful as a quarterback if you didn't go to Hush Tech? A, hundred, a, thousand, a million percent. <laughs> a million percent. So listen, bro, listen. Anything so, football. So the high school stats are terrible. Like, I probably had, like, 500 yards in a season, if that, and, like, 20 interceptions. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. My junior year, we lost, like, 20 games. You feel me? 1-0. You feel me? It was terrible. I was so, there. So I'm, so I'm never going to act like someone in high school is terrible and, like, they, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, this kid is so trash. Like, I would never look at that because, like, I know what it's like to be on that side. Mm-hmm. But, but I will say, like, we would go to HSPD, which is, like, summer um, – not even, not even like summer camp. It's like all the schools go to like a summer training session at it's the like Bill Stadium. Thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and like all the schools go. So like at that joint, I had met the coach from Will South, who's now the head coach at Canisius. He's like a legendary coach. He like coached Lakata when he was at Will South, mm-hmm. bro. When I tell you, I was balling under him. Like when we were doing seven on sevens, I was like, like he would show us. This is how you read the, the the breakdown of the play. Like, first, you're looking for this route. And if that's not there, you're looking for that route. If that's not there, you're going to that route. I can understand that. Like, I, I mm-hmm. always had, like, the understanding of the game. Yeah, the when I played for Tech, it was like two guys are doing outs and two guys are going ups. Just find somebody. It's like, bro, what? Like, yeah. there's no, no breakdown to the play. There's no progression. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like you just have to, like, find somebody, which, which I wasn't necessarily apt to do. So, um, but it, it was definitely the... A mix of like 
not having the best guys, cause like people like you didn't want to play football. You were probably would have been raw as hell, but we sucked. So we didn't have everybody want to come through. I played sophomore year and we was all right. Yeah. On JV. But then I, right. I knew I was going to have to play for Joe Semino and he was my uh, coach at Waterfront. We yeah. ahead, so I'm like... Exactly. And I, I know yeah, rap at the same time was probably telling basketball dudes like, no, don't, yeah, he was definitely yeah, don't go people. play football. So that didn't help. Yeah, but also my sophomore year, I got moved up to varsity, but rap was like the, the basketball season's coming up. Like, what you going to do? And I was like, I mean, football, they suck anyway. So. Yeah. But yeah. My, my already issue, in fall league and shit. I'm going to just play basketball. My issue with them, bro, is like I was I was my height in high school, but mm-hmm. I was 180 all muscle. Like, bro, I should have been corner. playing. Fo- I should have been playing football. Yeah, but wasn't I was like, nah, yeah, nah, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh man, I ain't gonna do that. But they wouldn't even open a gym for us to train. Yeah. prior to the season, so it's like, bro, like you don't want me to do that, but you also mm-hmm. don't want me doing nothing. So I was like, I was just in the weight room. Yeah, you didn't like, really make me make a decision, but it was easy to pick basketball. We right. And I, and, was, and, and I was gonna play varsity as a sophomore. Why am I about to? And at that age, like you're easily impressionable by your next head coach. It's like they don't really have to tell you, like, no, you can't play. But they're mm-hmm. they can, you know, what I'm saying they yeah. can give you a little, like, you know, are you, you gonna focus on basketball, Dante? And you'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's easier for you to say. So like, but when I film kids now and I see like the coaches that are like not it, I could just look at it and be like, damn, like I know exactly what this kid went through, mm-hmm. and like, I mean. You know, it can it can definitely stunt their athletic growth and like limit them what they can do athletically. But it's not like the end of the road for them. But it's like, damn, I, I hate to see it. Yeah. Like I definitely hate this. Like I've been to two public school games. Like my first year of filming, and I was just like, yo, this kid is like supposed to be super raw. They're supposed to go to a college, and like this coach is just like not doing what they need to be doing to get this kid to the next level. And it's it sucks. It sucks to watch, but it's like, I mean, all I can do is is like email uh, a head of a section or something and be like, yo, like what's good with the coaching or, or like how, I think how uh, Radford was like hosting the, they, they made like a big petition about how you shouldn't, the policy that BPS has where like only gym teachers or only, only teachers, only teachers people, can become coaches. Yeah, like they yeah, need to change we that. we talked about in the Lindsay interview. Yeah. So like, obviously when stuff like that comes up, I can help out and like, you know, tell Rad, like, yeah, you got a point. Like these are some things that are happening that I've seen from filming games and like, these are basically some uh it's like some some ammo for you for you to use when you go up and like you know bring it to the you know whoever's in charge so i'm, I'm glad they fact. eventually got that to change because they got the dude from tech now they got the coach at hutch tech now i don't i don't think he's a teacher like he just got the head coaching job at, at tech right. for uh Trilizio. so they're making progress but it's yeah it's slow yeah it's still it's still tough out here yeah, man, you got study your coaches, man. Research your coaches. If you're a parent, <clears throat> and be on and be honest, please. Because as a coach, be honest. As a coach, be yeah, honest, facts. and on your review of a coach, be honest, bro. I, before I went to Tech, every I'm like, yo, how's this coach? How's this coach? How's this coach? Everybody said he's a good guy. <laughs> who who about rap? Yes. Yeah. Is a he's a he's good, a good he's guy. A, he's a oh, great guy. He's a great guy. I didn't ask you if he was a great guy. <laughs> Is he a good coach? He's yeah. one of the nicest guys in the world. And and even like when I was on JV, I thought we could have been nice because like before us was like Mark Horn, rest in mm-hmm. peace. It was like Mookie, Chuck. All them boys were balling, like Justin and JoJo. Mm-hmm. But like them boys were just elite though. So imagine if they had like the right coaching staff, they, they could have really been even more elite at Bruh. the time. But but yeah, man, I, them, them coaches definitely will have that. Uh, they have that effect on they you have for a sure. Big I'll say impact. this, after having... After having Nieves as my coach senior year, yeah, and then Rappel coming back like second half of the year, I definitely appreciated him a lot more. 
Nah, rap definitely did do like good stuff. Years, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, well. for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I the coaches I've had was like. People who was had dogs and I'm like Bush is my guy though. Bush yeah. was my dog. I definitely mess with Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like my coach sure. gotta have some dog in him, bro. Like I don't everyone, okay guys, we might lose today, but you know, just go out there and try your hardest. No, that's crazy. no bro. Like, no, rip his rip his face off and then bring it back to me. <laughs> so I tell you, good job. Like, I want my coach to be like that, bro. Like, I wanted to be get coached like by Bobby Knight type. Yeah. Like people who care that much. You care that much. Bobby Knight throwing chairs at his uh Players? He was squaring that's up the with players. That's the kind of guy you want. That's the kind of guy you want in the locker room, I guess. I do. I nah, but it, yeah, there's there's a slim line, bro. There's a there's a there's is a thin it, line between like coaches who low key be like mentally abusing their players, yeah, who are crazy, and like people and, who care, and yeah, players I, who I are like coaches who like are the real, perfect in between. Yeah, like, like he's he was real a laid with back you, dude. But if he had to like get into you, he'd let yeah. you know what it was. Yeah, for sure. Like being brutally honest is something that you need to do because as an athlete, you always want to grow. You feel me? And if you're never challenged, like how are you gonna grow? Yeah. If nobody ever challenges you, like they gotta be honest with you. That's a fact. For sure. Hell yeah. So uh okay, boom, after high school, football slows down. When did you start getting into videography? Uh <clears throat> so videography probably came along like my junior, my third year in college. So mm. when I obviously I wasn't getting recruited nowhere to play football or nothing like that um so I ended up going to UB my freshman year and I was going for physics so I wanted to be a high school physics teacher shout out to Chirp shout out to Chirp Chirp, Chirp was a great greatest teacher. teacher if you ain't like Chirp that's your fault yeah. for sure what? for sure <laughs> Chirp, yo. you were one of the guys in class that he, that he Chirp but he like he made it hard to like him like you wanted to like him but he made like, it hard like bro that, Chirp was like that good coach like he'd be real with you like like mm-hmm. yo you're not about to pass the regents like I can just like he'll say something like that to you you'd be mm-hmm. like Damn, why are you talking to me nah, like he that, used bro? To work with me, though. Yeah, he was. But like, but but at the same time, he'd be the one staying after school, like breaking down an mm-hmm. equation for you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? He'd really like meet you halfway to help you. So, Chirp was like a, definitely a huge influence in terms of like what I wanted to do when I got out of school. Um, but it wasn't like the only thing I wanted to do. But like, it was like, damn, like I kind of want to be like him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I don't know why everybody want to. Well, not everybody, but like a lot of people want to be teachers. Like coming out of school, I feel like maybe it's just like that's the main profession we see every day. But like most adults, you talk. To I couldn't people. imagine like being a teacher my whole life. Like at, that's and, and I, I was really teachers now. Like yeah. looking back on what we used to be doing, yeah, and <laughs> like how we used to behave, I definitely feel for them. Like I got right. this 15 year old. Talk to me like he's an adult. Yeah. Bruh, and I've like been it. going through life, going through it, got bills and all this type of shit to pay. Damn. I can only imagine. Bro, as a teacher, I'm t- like, bro, yeah, it's, I never thought I was going to be a teacher. Right, school, right. Bro. Like, but one thing, I, I'm just even bringing it back to Chirp. I saw him in my neighborhood riding, okay. riding his bike with his kids, wherever, Delaware or somewhere. Other than Chirp, I ain't see any other right. teacher at yeah. anywhere. And it was just like, oh shit, he's a regular dude. Like he's a regular good dude. dude. <laughs> like dude, that that's a big key when it comes to like teachers and adults. You, yeah. You see. That's it's, definitely what differentiates like teachers mm-hmm. from just teaching a class and like reaching a kid and like changing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But shout out to Chirp for sure. So when I went to college, I went to UB, I was a physics major, and I had a <clears throat> I think I had a minor in photography my sophomore year. So like I remember, I remember in Chirp's class too. He used to have Mad National Geographic magazines like all on the shelves, and like whenever we wasn't busy with stuff, like I would just take them joints and just look because they had crazy photos in the in the Nat Geo joints, bro. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is never like another thing that I would want to do. Like just go to some 
go to like Antarctica and take pictures of <laughs> like whatever penguins. Like that's raw as hell. Trying so, to find the turbo penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, penguin. for sure. Classic. Turbo penguin. It was crazy how many people really like me saying that though. Like people at my at my like church is doing many always calls me turbo penguin, bro. I've been like. <laughs> Like, bro, that's mad random. <laughs> like, when I changed my name on Facebook, he legit was hurt. He was like, bro, why did you change your name? It was such a hard name. Like, it was hard. He said, bro, why did you change your name, bro? But, yeah, so, like, that was that was another thing that I was thinking of maybe doing, like, in the long run of thing. Because, like, as a kid, I always liked animals. Like, I love, like, Steve Irwin. You feel me? I wanted to be like him. R.I.P. Steve Irwin. Facts. Man. So, I was, I was doing physics, and then, like, th- my second year, I transferred to Buff State. Um, I was still doing physics, and then like my third year, I took this class called theoretical physics, bro. Mm. It was like it was like calculus eight. You feel me? Like <laughs> I, I like physics because it's more on the theory of stuff. Like, all right, if you're dealing with these real life situations, you know this is how things behave. But then math, I didn't really love because like you had to know equations, you had to know, yeah. you know, how to go through all these like crazy equations. So, so theoretical physics was really like math. Mm-hmm. And like I failed it the first time I took it, and I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, this is tough." And it, and it wasn't even like a capstone course, so I was like, "If I'm failing this now, yeah. like when I get to next year after passing it, like I'm gonna have to take five more classes that are similar to it." So it's like, do I really? It's not that I couldn't achieve it, but like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have enjoyed being in the class or being at the school all day studying it enough to understand it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have the heart to be like, all right, I'm going to devote all my days to this class so I can understand it and learn it. So at that point, I was like, um, I think I might have to change majors. So I took the class again. I I passed it with like a a D or a C minus. I feel like the the teacher just gave me like a a sympathy (laughs) grade. You feel me? I told him too. I was like, yo, after this year, like I'm transferring out of the major. He was like, oh, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, like, good for you. Good for you. And I feel like he gave me like that sympathy grade. Um, So at the time, at that time, I had a minor in photography and I was like, well, all right, well, I already got some credits in this. So maybe I'll change to photography. And the major at photography at Buff State, it was more like artistic based. So they wanted you to do like modeling, sculpting, painting, like as your general ed classes. And like I was never really into that. Like mm-hmm. I'm like the least creative artistic person you'll ever meet. So I was like, I'm definitely not trying it's to not do true. that. Yeah, but still. True. So I was like, I, I don't really want to do that. And I was like, what else could I do media related? And they had a uh, they had a major called media production. So like they would teach you audio production, camera work, um, studio work, script writing, stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, that, that'll keep me more well-rounded because I don't know how to do photo and I don't know how to do video. So I ended up switching into that. And then from there, it kind of just grew into like I was doing video stuff outside of school and I, obviously I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I was I think at that point I was thinking of more being like a sports photographer and then video kind of just like took over because it, okay. was, it was like more enjoyable to do. And I was just making more content that like people were asking for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I ended up doing media production at Buff State and I graduated like in my fifth year um, with that as a major. And I, I still need three credits to get my minor in photography. I never finished it because like, <laughs> I couldn't take like two of the classes my last semester because they were like level three, level four. So they mm. wouldn't let me take them the same year. Um, so I still don't have that minor. But Do you think you ever go and get the three hell credits? Nah. Yeah, I was like, I'm never no going. Point. I'm never going back to school, bro. That part. Never. I'm never going back. Drag me. Like even if they if they pay it in full, I'll consider it. But I'm definitely never spending another dime on school. It's over for that. Drag me to that. Yeah. Man, man. Well, uh, 
So you said you started like your junior year, you really got into videography. Yeah. So when did you start to like make it a business or you knew that this is what you like wanted to do full time? Um, Cause I man, I was working a bunch of odd jobs. Yeah, I was working a bunch of odd jobs out of school and like I would, I would apply. So my first year out of college, I ended up working as uh, I worked on the video team at UB football, right? Mm -hmm. But at this time, like UB wasn't really hip to like the hype mixes and like like social media for recruiting. It was more about like twenty two film, which is basically what you watch in the practice room to critique what a player does. So my whole job, I would go to every practice and every game, record like super wide, so everybody is on film, record all the plays. It wouldn't be like, it's not like cinematic. I'm at the top of the bleachers, you feel me? It's, it doesn't look good. It's, it's solely for the purpose for a coach to look at and say, cornerback, you blew your coverage right here. Like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? Or D And at the same time, be able to see the other side, D lineman, and see like if they got killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was like uh, kind of an intro of like, I want to I wanna be around sports because it's like what I was around my whole life. Like, mm -hmm. our, like I said, our parents had us doing baseball, roller hockey, football, basketball and stuff. So it was like, I enjoyed doing it. I was getting paid to do it, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't like cinematic. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like mm -hmm. filmmaking. It was more just like uh, providing film for the team. So at that same time, I was doing like other odd jobs because it was only like three hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Like at the practices. So I was doing other How odd jobs. How did you jobs. get the gig at UB in the first place? So this is my roommate uh, sent me, my housemate sent me a, he like forwarded me an email that they were looking for um, somebody he was like yeah I think you would like like this so I just applied and, and I got put on and now it's crazy because now like UB's football is, is creating like crazy content about like recruiting like hype mm -hmm. stuff and I'm like damn mm -hmm. bro like when I when I was there we was doing like 22 film like it was it was weak yeah. um <laughs> but in that now mind you at this time UB's football team was crazy like mm -hmm. this is when they had like Tyree Jackson who was playing for the Eagles now they had Cam Lewis who's on the Bills now KJ Osborne, who's on the Vikings now, they he just caught a game winner the other day. Did they have Khalil Mack? They had the Khalil Mack was before, just before, but he also is in the NFL. They had Damone Harris, who was on Houston. They had mm -hmm. AJ Johnson, who was just in Pittsburgh, and then they had uh, Jarrett Patterson, who was playing for the like. They had Matt. They had and some boys. This yeah. roster is crazy, bro. <laughs> like they they were almost ranked. I think they were almost ranked one year. So this would have been the year to like go crazy with the content. But in that, I met all these dudes and like. Nobody was making hype films for them. So, like, I was the only one available to do it. So, all I really had to do was get the sideline film that UB's actual athletics media program had. Because, like, they had people who were attending the games and, like, they would make stuff for YouTube, but it wouldn't be, like, crazy. It would just yeah. be, like, recap of the UB game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they would have, like, nice cameras yeah. and stuff and they would put it on YouTube. So, all I really had to do was get, a, get my hands on that footage and I could make mixtapes for the players. And, like, I was the only person doing it. So, like, when I put out one, it's like, 30 players that DM me, like, yo, like, I'm trying to get, like, a highlight tape. So, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is dope. Like, I could get paid. I remember, when, I swear, when I remember when I first got hit up by players, I was getting, like, gear from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I wasn't even getting paid because I didn't really believe in it that much. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, bro, just give me, like, some some gloves and some Under Armour. Like, these boys are damn near giving me, like, their practice stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just like, shit, I just got mad. Long sleeve Under Armour, like man, like because I would play like flag football still. Like I was still, I'm young. I'm playing like, basketball. I was gonna go and buy this stuff anyway. Nah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna buy it for flag football anyway. So they gave me like mad gear. 
Um, and then eventually, I was like, all right, like I don't need no more gear. Like I gotta start charging boys, mm-hmm. and they would pay it. You feel me? Because like nobody else was making hype tapes, mm-hmm. and the mixes were trash to like what I do now or what I see now. But like it was good for the only way for them to get mixtapes. So where were you learning? Were you learning through YouTube, or did you? Yeah, learn just a lot on of YouTube, bro. It's on YouTube. Like stuff I learned in school, it was more so like this is how a camera works. Like this is mm-hmm. your shutter speed. This is your ISO. This like is the aperture triangle. Yeah, like, exactly. Like basic stuff. Like. Some of our classes, like I said, script writing, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with editing, but like it was a class that we um, we took or it was like studio production, but a heavy amount of it was script writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I learned how to do that, but it wasn't something like I carried over because I'm not making movies. So the stuff that I learned in school was more so for like a film set. So if I worked for like a film crew, I would be better prepared for like what I learned in school. Like in school, they weren't teaching you like this is how you do this effect. This is how mm-hmm. you this is how you. uh like warp stabilize. This is how you do um, like blur highlights. This is how you like transition. This is how you do masking. They weren't really teaching us how to do that. It was more so like if you were to work on a film someday, this is what you might need to know. So when it came to making mixtapes for players, it was a lot of stuff I looked up online, um, a lot of stuff I learned online, a lot of stuff I just saw on Instagram, and I was like, damn, how did this person do that? And I would just add it in. Like, how do you even download music off of YouTube? Like, if I want to get mm-hmm. these these songs on the mixtapes, how do I even do that? And, and that one interesting thing I wanted to touch on was when we graduated high school and started going to college, this is when Instagram and stuff started getting popping. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, I don't even think they had video clips you could yeah. put on there for a while. Yeah, it was slow. And then so once... The social media caught up with the visuals, then it made a lane for that, mm-hmm. and it made a whole market. So naturally, art like they didn't have they had mixtapes and all that stuff like when we was in high school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It no, wasn't they were a barely big, even filming the games. Barely, right, right? So, but then it's like you get to a point now where it's like, yo, I need my joint. Like the, it's a need super it the next big market. day. Need it the next day. You need it the same hour. You feel me? <laughs> like need it the same hour. That's mm-hmm. that's like the the speed that they on now. So, like from there. Mad players would just hit me up and like each year it was kind of like, oh, it's highlight season. You feel me? Like at the end of the season, I know I got to like I'll even tell players like, yo, you're like 15th on the list right now. So I'm going to get you a mix, but it's going to take a minute. Um, And from there, it was kind of just like each each thing I put out, somebody else might see and they might want me to do something for them. So that's kind of like how it snowballed into kind of like a career that it is. But at the same time, though, I would be applying for UB. Like, I would be like, I got to work for UB's media team because, like, that's the step. That's the resume mm-hmm. step. So it wasn't like I was like, nah, I'm about to be independent. I'm about to freelance and not work for nobody. Like, I, I'll work for somebody now. Like, I, if the NFL called and was like, we want you to be full-time, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. But, like, it was it was just a case of UB wouldn't hire me, like, for the first couple mm-hmm. of years I that I was applying. Yeah. I would, they, would, they would let me be – but it was more so because they didn't have availability. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had, like, a three-person team that would make highlights for all of their athletics, like volleyball, football, baseball, softball. Like, it's crazy. Um, and, and I would work under the three, person, three people that they have there. So I met Matt. Matt, Xavier, and uh, Alex, I met there, and, and Matt is super dope. Like, he, was, he played a, a key part in getting me just, like, into spots where I could film. Um, he works for the Sabres now, he, and basically what they would have me do is I would be in a production room, and I would just be getting stuff ready for them, or I would be clipping highlights together so that it would be ready for them to edit the next day. So, like, let's say, let's say UB is playing, right? 
And I'm in this control room. They got this joint called a, a, a three-play system or, or, or K3 system or something like that. So I'm watching the game on TV, and I'm hitting, like, in and out at, at the beginning and end of each play. And if it's a good play, I rename it, like, Tyree Jackson, 50-yard touchdown to K.J. Osborne. And it saves in their system. So then tomorrow, when they want to edit that joint, it's going to be ready for them, like, played mm -hmm. it up. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So that was, like, part-time, and it was only, like, on certain game days, but it, it wasn't like what I like to do. I was just in a production room hitting buttons, like switching, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like filming, I wasn't creating. So it was, it was good on the resume side where like I was able to meet Matt, meet Xavier and all these people, but it was like, I'm not trying to do this like mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, you right. feel me? So. When did you start working with the basketball team? The basketball team, bro, uh, so you be basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, so Matt, so Matt got me a pass. So eventually I told Matt, I was like, yo, like, I'm not trying to do this. And I was getting paid to do that. I was getting paid to be in the switch room, right? And I told Matt, I was like, yo, honestly, like, I feel like I can't move up if I'm doing this, like, all the time. So, like, I want to film. I was like, I already, I know y'all already have two cameramen, um, but I'm trying to film. So, like, I said, if you can give me a pass, I'll film the games and give you the footage for free. I don't even care. Like, you don't got to pay me. I just want to film the games. And this was during COVID. And he was like, all right, bet. He, he got me a pass. They didn't pay me, and I just gave them all the footage after the game. And, like, it was just a matter of seeing, like, what I could do. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, from there, I, I filmed, like, 20 rows back because we had to because of COVID during the basketball season. And then the next year, I was able to message Brian Wolf, who was, like, the uh, communications director for basketball, and he just gave me a media pass. You feel me? And, like, mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't owe them any footage. I, didn't, I, was just, I wasn't getting paid for anything, but it was, like, as if I was a publication. You feel me? And he was obviously it's because he saw my work and he was like, you gonna make good stuff. So here's a pass. You could just come to our home game, sit on the, sit on the baseline and like you could just film the game. So it wasn't necessarily working with the basketball team, but like I had like all access basically mm -hmm. to the basketball team because Matt originally gave me that pass to show that people like, yo, I can make good stuff that, you know, and obviously the players liked it. If I would post anything, like the players would, would repost it and it, it, they would, you know, it would, wouldn't go like viral, but it would have good yeah. traction to the point where, where Brian was like, yo, we want to have this dude on our sideline. And now, now it's to the point where like employees from the basketball team have reached out to me and been like, yo, like send us a price list on what it would cost to have you come in for so many games. Like whether they hire me or not is up in the air, but like now they're reaching out to mm -hmm. where like they want Word. me to go in and make stuff yeah. for them. Yeah. So so for somebody who's starting out type stuff, would would their what do you think their best bet would be to contact the you said communications director? Yeah, yeah no, or? contact like look them up. So like I people ask me all the time for UB and I'll tell them like you know, go talk to John Fuller. John Fuller is the the AD for football, and then Brian Wolf is the AD for um for basketball and like they won't necessarily let you get in but they could you know what yeah, I mean? it's, it's it's in an age more where like the communication directors realize how much more valuable having a random post about your players online is you know what i'm mm. saying so like the first year when i when i had emailed john and, and no slight to him like i wouldn't expect him to, to give me a pass out of nowhere but um he he like he had to deny me because i didn't have anything on my resume to show, where, you know, but, to show but at the same time I think the next year, so Khalil Hodge was playing middle linebacker for, for UB, bro. Na like, nasty. Like, I'm saying he damn near, I think he got, like, 400 tackles in, like, two years, bro. He was illing, like, going crazy. Damn. He was going, he was <laughs> going, bro, years. he was going absolutely crazy. And they and, played, like, what, 12 games? Yes, bro. Like, like, 18 tackles a game, 20 tackles a game type stuff. And I was trying to make, like, a little documentary about Khalil. 
um, I think it was like his senior year. So I had to get a pass from John, you know what I'm saying, to go to the workouts, to go in the locker room. And he gave me it because Khalil like talked to him. He was like, yo, that's my boy. Like, I'm tr like, he's trying to get some film on me. And, like, that was, like, my first meeting with John where, like, he kind of seen what I was about. Because he, he has to protect his players, you know what I'm saying? If I'm yeah, going yeah. to the locker room and I'm posting, like, some wild stuff that the UB players are doing in their locker room, like, that's not going to look good for the mm -hmm. communications director. They're going to be like, who mm -hmm. gave this kid a pass? And it's going to come back to him. Yeah, so, like, he's got to know, like, you know, he's got to kind of weed out people who, who he can't and can't let in the game, which is respectable. Um, but that was, like, my first meeting with him. And... And from there, like, it's been like a, yeah, Josh, just send me an email, you know, every August and I'll get you a pass. So I tell people, look at the directories, even for high school, like, look at the principal, look at the, some, some high schools have athletic uh, directors, mm -hmm. just email them. You know, most of the time you won't get stopped at the door if you have a camera for high school, but like, email the director. <clears throat> yeah, facts. You can't get anywhere with a camera. No Yo, facts. Email the athletic director and just say like, hey, can I come by and film the games? Here's my website or here's my... Instagram or here's my YouTube reel and like most of the time they'll let you in because like you you really don't understand like how little the athletes have media wise around here like there's Thanks. nothing now there's a little more but like three years ago there was basically nothing and five years before that there was nothing and I feel like yeah. like you created that lane or helped create that lane and that's, that's why like you had so much success yeah because you were getting better you were constantly shooting and it was just like a whole new lane for that in the Western New York area. Yeah, bro. And Not advocating for the athletes, yeah. like especially with, with we when we got introduced to Section Six. Yeah, like we had zero publication, right. zero access to scouts, anything. Right. We had some ill players come out here, but no access. Right. But we got in Section Six, and then we had to start having videographers shoot, and things start bubbling. Yeah, like if you think about it, bro. Like if you look online for highlights of Johnny Flynn in high school, you won't find it. Unless that's, it's, unless that's it's a national championship game, you won't find it. And that's crazy. And that's what that's kind of what like I looked up first, and I was mm -hmm. like, why is there nothing on? They were like the number three ranked team in the country. They were ranked Paul above Harris Oak too. Hill. They are ranked above Oak Hill. Shout yeah. out Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. And they don't have any video of, of them in their high school. Like you'll see some news reports, like like a a feel good story about mm -hmm. like Paul Harris, and there's a couple clips of them in high school. I didn't school. mean to say Paul Harris. I meant to say Rodney Pierce for much time. Yeah. But, like, if you go on YouTube and be like, Johnny Flynn High School Highlights, you won't find no mixtape. And he was probably going absolutely nuts. Insane. Like, this man was a top five draft pick, and we don't have no, no footage of him in high school. And even as late as, like, like Dom Welch. Like, mm. he's, he's at Alabama right now. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't find, like, a, a, I think the dude Standstill Media was, like, the only person filming at the time. It's like Dom Welch, the, the all-time leading scorer in Western New York, and you can't find no high school that's footage so on him? Like, that's <laughs> insane. Beat Richie Campbell, people were saying yeah. Richie Campbell was like... That's insane, bro. So, <laughs> so at first... Even down to the uh, state championship McKinley team. Yeah. There's no footage on them. Like Went what? Went all the way one and, class and, A state championship. At most, there's like huddle stuff for football, but huddle is like garbage you right, feel me? Right, like right. who's really sitting through yeah. like a four minute huddle video and it's like no offense to huddle like they they are they're at least doing something you yeah. feel me but it's just like crazy bro and, and when i first started like when i made a decision like to go out okay i'm gonna go to high school games i swear i was like i'm gonna get all these kids d1 like i thought yeah. i was about to do something serious like nah bro like going d1 is crazy bro like that's it's, it's a crazy feat to even play college basketball in general but for sure, I, I feel like I helped open up that lane because like a yeah. lot, I see a lot of younger kids out there now that are filming and taking pictures and like whether they hit me up or not for like advice, like I still see them out there and it's like it's a beautiful thing to see because like in six years it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. 
I remember we was at the uh, the uh, who was hashtag playing in sectionals this past year. In basketball, we it was yeah, uh, we wheat, wheat, not Wheatfield. It was Niagara Wheatfield. Yeah, yeah. Niagara hashtag Wheatfield. was Niagara Wheatfield. You just see a whole bunch of like other cameramen, little yeah. white boys around. <laughs> <laughs> and we I was talking to the coach. I'm like, bro, it's a whole bunch of little tape guys <laughs> over there, bro. It's a bunch of little penguins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's gonna be nah, lit, bro. Yeah, in five years, it's gonna be lit. Like these kids, they gonna they gonna go work for colleges and work for pro levels and move out the city and go work places. It's going to be, it's going to be sweet, man. That's right. It's going to be great. So I'm, I'm glad I could, uh, take on some of the, some of the early L's so the kids can kind of like know what to do. Cause, right. cause even though like we getting in there, it's still like some people that's like blocking stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. It's always, it's always going to be somebody at the door trying to make it tough. For sure. So you talking about taking some of those L's like, so you ended up getting into, uh, you ended up doing contract work for ESPN, yeah, stuff like that. How how was that? How was that situation? And like, what are some things you learned? Probably let you tell the story. Yeah, so so for um, college game day, uh, they basically do announcement videos of like where they're gonna go the next week, um, and so this all like started with uh, my friend Mike. So shout out to Mike Hunter, that's my guy. Like he done opened up a lot of doors for me. And I didn't even have to ask him to do it. Like, you know how they say the best people to have are people that will talk good about you in a room where, you know, you're not present in and there's mm-hmm. opportunities for you. Like, he's one of those dudes. So I met Mike at UB. He he was, he's probably like, he got to be like four years younger than me. I don't know. But this is like two years after I was making mixes for players, right? And And Mike comes in, he already got like a lit YouTube. Like, he makes like random NFL player highlights. So he comes in. And he started making highlights for boys. And I'm like, damn, it's like another dude, like, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. kind of just like stepping in on the territory. Like, I'm like damn, like, <laughs> He's Mike my comes, black. And, and he making like raw mixes too. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, like, he finna take over. Now, when I first met him, or I just seen him at a game, like, I remember having the, the thought in my head, like, I could either A, like, be a hater, you feel me, and not even approach this dude and be like, like, nah, he's, like, on my territory. Or I could just be like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And not be a hater. And I just walked up to him. I was like, yo, your work is, like, super fire. Like, I like I admire your work. Like, fist bump, dapped him up, and then, moved, like, moved on. You feel me? And and then now, this was this had to be in, like, 2019, maybe. Now, in 2022, like, he got me the college game day job, and he, like, pushed my resume up for the NFL job because he's already working in the NFL the last two years. So it was, like... That decision that long ago, not mm-hmm. not for me to be like, yo, we should collab sometime, bro. Like we like, I'm trying to ride the wave with you. Like, nah, you don't gotta go like that. It's not being on no hate and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's a, literally that simple. Don't be a hater, bro. Like it 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 un, it, it unblocks so many blessings that you're gonna get. That's a fact. So he's in college. He's in. He was in college at the time. He told the people from college game day he's a little too busy to work the announcement videos because their workflow is crazy, bro. Like they have you edit two videos because they have two locations they could go depending on who wins or loses the week prior. So all week, bro, I'm talking about all week, they're like, you make an edit, we need to change this. You make another edit, you need to change this. Like, I'm talking about the work. Like, it's kind of like one of the most stressful weeks of my year. Like, mm-hmm. like no cap. Like, I'm just sitting at the house waiting for the dude to text me back and be like, hey, this is the team's edits. We can't have this fan here. We got to bring the audio up in this. And it's only a 30-second video. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think it would take this much editing, bro, but it's like... The first edit is literally Monday through Wednesday. The second edit is Wednesday, my bad, is Wednesday through Friday. 
And it's just like they have mad edits, mad like little things that you got to do. And you just got to be ready because they, they need it for TV and they need it before the game comes up. So um, he was too busy to do it because he's in college and he just referred me. And my guy John hit me up from ESPN. He's like, hey, we want you to edit our if you're if you're down, we want you to edit our announcement videos for college game day. I was like, all right, bet. So. The, the pay was great. You know, it's ESPN. They're mm-hmm. a huge conglomerate. Well, are they owned by Disney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they got it like that. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, Maybe trying to act like they don't. That's the one yeah. thing we always talk about with these big corporations. And it, it was good that, like, so it was a situation they where... They act like they don't It was a situation they where <laughs> they can't... Like, he brought the price to me. And, like, I'm still kind of early in, like, the not early in the video editing, but, like, I'm not, like, I don't value myself as much as I should. So, like, he brought the price to me, and I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds good as hell. Because, like, I would have, if you would have asked me for a price, I probably would have charged way less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's learning how to ask the customer, what's your budget with this first, before just saying, oh, I'll do it for this much. It's like, that's going to really, like, increase your profits a lot. So, mm-hmm. learning how to say no, first of all, and then learning to ask the person what their budget is on the project first and then being able to explain, well, uh, that wouldn't work out because this and that is important. So they, they, he's sent me uh, that offer. I edited it to him, get him that. And bro, they ain't pay me for like 12 months. It was crazy. It wasn't 12 months, but it was mad long. So I guess like, I guess they had some payment system that they were dealing with and like damn near getting investigated or something like that. I don't I don't know what was going on, bro, but I had to like I had to like fill out paperwork for one company and like do something online and then I would hit them hit them up. And obviously it wasn't John's fault. Like he's on the social team. It's mm-hmm. it's the finances fault. So I hit up John like, "Yo, what's what's the update on this? I'm checking in on it, checking in on it. A couple of weeks go by." And I'm not I'm also not the type to be like, "Yo, like kicking down doors, like yo, I need my money right now, cause, cause I want to continue working with this dude. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I want to con- Obviously, I want it to be respectful on both sides, so I'm not gonna be like, yo, you're an effing liar. Like I need this bread right now, even though I kind of do need the bread. Like I need to pay my bills. You feel me? Right. But uh, but yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah, we we had to switch this finance system that we're using, so we need you to fill out more paperwork and more paperwork and do this and do that, and it just took mad long, and it was just like, damn, like y'all are a huge company, like y'all don't have y'all finances together, like. To to just just pay somebody like damn like if I would have told you I need to wait a week on the edit you'd have been hot about mm-hmm. it you feel me yeah. you'd have been like well it doesn't matter no more and I'd have mm-hmm. got fired so it's like and and again it's not it's definitely not John's fault it's it's you know whatever finance team's fault it is but when you work with those big companies I guess it's uh like working some type of contract or even asked like what's the exact date that you're gonna pay me because I I also am not like I don't be trying to step on people's toes like. Like, when exactly are you going to pay me so I can have it in contract, in writing, and I can know, like, when to kind of, like, press you a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that's, that's... Have them create the this, Yeah, like, I've definitely gotten a lot better with the creative side of things, but, like, with the business side of things, I'm not, like, super on top of. You know what I'm saying? I, I would admit that, like, just knowing the worth of stuff, knowing the worth of a view based on who I'm working with, because a 30-second video for ESPN is obviously way more valuable than a 30-second for a time in high school. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? And just knowing how to price that and like approach it and be like, based on the reach of your company, it's going to cost this much is like something I got to, I got to like lock in on for right. sure. So if you know that side of business, that'll definitely help you go a long way if you still working on the creative side. That's real. And especially with like freelancing too, because it's like you, you don't necessarily have a boss. So like yeah. you have to do your own taxes. You have to be able to have your own business structure all in place. 
And I feel like a lot of creatives, we 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 kind of get lost in that, yeah. get so tied up in the creation of no, the for sure. So that's definitely key. I was uh I was googling some stuff because I teach a finance class at high school, mm-hmm. and I was just looking at like tax breaks for females. They got some dope information out there. I think mm-hmm. it was like free tax rates or something dot com or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely definitely key because you get some good write offs. Oh, there's a lot of stuff. You can yeah, and and just make sure like you invest in. Like I'm not doing my taxes, bro. I'm investing in like a an accountant. You feel me? Word. Like, real. Like Word. I'm I'm trying to take as much off my plate as possible. And you know I understand that the however much I pay the account accountant a year is like worth saving myself the headache of going four months back and looking at thirty charges that were you know what I'm saying just like I ain't trying to do all that. But if you also have like certain uh, either apps or whatever it is, you yeah. can do your taxes on your own yeah. as a freelancer or a business. Yeah. You don't necessarily need an accountant. Yeah. The accountant is like has a higher expertise, so they do like help. Yeah. But if you have like say a QuickBooks and you're like constantly tracking your mileage, constantly got your for receipt, sure scan them and for sure constantly uh getting your income and organizing all that stuff like throughout the year, it makes yeah. it a lot easier. Hundred percent. I definitely use QuickBooks too. For so sure. yeah, that mileage that mileage discount is mm-hmm. real, especially for me. Like I'm driving to locations every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm driving to shoots, so it's like. That mileage discount is real, and Uncle Sam do not play about his. So at all. that's another reason why I have an accountant because I'm not trying to mess nothing up. Like I'll be unorganized with other things, but I'm not trying to mess that up because I ain't trying to have somebody call me half a year later. Like, yeah, you still owe us three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was like, three damn, years later, right? Yeah, yeah. remember back in um 2021? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What that Definitely pulling up. Yeah, I ain't trying to do all that. Yeah, I remember I called Dante one time. I'm like, I'm like, yo, bro, where you at? Like, oh, damn. Driving, driving out of town with Coaster, you know what I'm saying? We about to go watch Bronny oh, play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 it was Donda. It was Donda, oh, Donda? Donda. It was Donda, Donda bro. Donda. How was that? How was that experience bro, recording Donda? It was crazy, son. Rob Dillingham is really him. He just like, transferred, too. Yes, he's in OTE now. Like, mm-hmm. he's really, like, damn near about to, He's, like, the next, like, Kyrie, bro. Like, skills-wise, bro. I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't go that far? Bro, he's him. I would, <laughs> I would give him... Bro, Kyrie is the best ball handler of all time. Bruh. We got to slow down right there. Bruh. Facts. What Rob Dillingham <laughs> be doing, bro, he really be nah, saucing nah, he's boys definitely up crappy. crazy. I give him like Darius Garland. Right, yeah, I give him Darius see. Garland. We're going to have to see, bro. He's really a problem. Nah, but <clears throat> going out. Hold up. <clears throat> My bad. Going out to see them was super dope, but that's another situation like with Slam. There's, there was like, you would think again, it's a big company, but like they was acting like their budget really wasn't like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In terms of, in terms of, if they came to me and asked me what I would have charged them, it would have been more than like what they offered. So, but at the same time, I looked at it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I could say I worked for Slam. Cause <clears throat> like for when you're applying for jobs and when you're trying to show off like to a, another company or someone that could hire you, they want to see who you worked for. They want to see like, they want to, I guess ride the clout. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, oh, this dude worked for Slam. Like, he must be like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so outside of outside of that, everything else was super dope. Like, we drove to Erie. Um, them boys came in and played like another private school, and like they was just amazing, bro. Like, and Donda actually lost. Donda lost the one game, and we uh, saw the kid Delquan. Yeah. Delquan Warren, bro. And that was his that was his coming out party. Since that game, he's gotten like twenty offers. Yeah, that's crazy. Like he showed bro. the fuck up. And I seen him again in Akron playing mm-hmm. against Bronny, bro. And like 
Delquan is like that. <laughs> he like it, bro, bro. He's a five star killer, bro. I, I like, guess so, yeah. I love seeing that. And it was just like, it was so dope to be there and like just feel like I belonged. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just to be on the baseline. And this is like Donda Academy, bro. Like Lit, it's real. crazy. Old team like, got on Yeezys. That shit was fire. And, and like we was we was like in the back hallway where all the players was after the game. Like oh, yeah. no problem with I didn't have nobody like stopping me anywhere. It was like and high school was weird like that. Like they you could really be shoulder to shoulder with these kids and they're about to be like the next whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. Like you're really like right next to them. And it's not that like you know, the security should be, like, super intense, but just high school is so much more loose because mm-hmm. they don't, you know what I'm saying? They, it's they, high school. Yeah, right? it's, they're not going to have 12 security guards on the court. So, like, literally after the game, like, Rob is doing post-game interviews and we, like, walking right by them boys, like, dapping them up. Like, Yo, that was a crazy game. And, like, it was crazy. But but it was cool just to say, like, all right, because cause when, I, when I first made the decision or I was first thinking, like, yeah, I want to start working for a bigger company, it's like, with sports-wise, Slam was, like, definitely on my list. Like, working for Slam would be cool as hell. Like, I, I had just basically seen, like, the whole Instagram channel they had. Like, they're obviously getting more into video. They're, they're, you would think of them as, like, a magazine company, but, like, mm-hmm. their, their social network channels are huge, like, between Instagram, TikTok, and, like, Twitter and stuff like that. So I was like, damn, like, working for Slam would be dope. And then I followed a bunch of people on Slam, and then eventually, like, a dude just messaged me. He first messaged me because... Uh, Noah Noah Farrakhan, I think his name is. He plays for Ohio. He was a super lit high school kid. And then uh, Rondo Sagu played for UB, who was who was also like a, a top prospect in the nation, right? So Buffalo, Rondo goes to Buffalo. Noah goes to Ohio. They're both in the MAC. They obviously play each other. And you know, Slam's not going to have anybody that lives in Buffalo because who lives in Buffalo? You know what I'm saying? Only the greatest people. Um, so, so I just got a DM from uh, Noah from Slam. He's like, hey, you know, we got a, a big matchup coming up in Buffalo. Could you go cover the game? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, it was mad random. But I had followed Noah uh, for a while. And I, th- I might have even DM'd him like, hey, like, I would like to work with you guys someday. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And I worked that one game. And then the next week, they were like, hey, Donda's going to Erie. Who lives in Erie? You feel me? I don't even know why. Why Donda was in Erie is crazy to me as well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'll definitely go up there. Um, and we, we filmed the two games. I got them to recap. I still got like all the footage from the, uh, from the week. I made a lot of solid content from it. I'm pretty sure Rob shared like some of it. Um, but I got some good stuff from it for sure. And even like the height, the mix that I made, like the coach was like, this is top three mixes Mm -hmm. that we had all year. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like we were both sitting there like, okay, so when are you going to hit me up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, bro, you got the power, like. Man. Like, you feel me? Like, if it's one of the top three mixes, then bring me along for all the Donda games. He said like, top three for sure. So yes. it could have been number one. Right. That's a fact. And, and we saw the, uh, the the guy who makes the content for, like, Donda Academy. His Instagram name is Onda. And, like, he's, like, super, like, legit. And he was there. He was just there in, like, you feel me? Like, a, a real big hoodie and sweats. But he had, like, the red camera. Mm-hmm. And, and, bro, I'm talking about, like, he it makes... Crazy. I feel like I just saw a commercial. He made a commercial for Diddy for, uh, for his, like... Uh, Halloween? His, no, no. no. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was, like, last year in the summer. Was it the liquor line? Yeah. But it, it's not the liquor, though. It's, like, a spritz. Like, a, like a fresca, refresca or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's, it's some type of liquor that Diddy makes. Um, he made a whole commercial like for Diddy. He made a commercial for Modern Warfare, like how they be having the celebrities mm. in there. Like he's legit, and he was just there at the high school game, just like recording. And I was like, "Yo, like that's what I'm trying to be on. Like bring right. me to the games. You feel me? I just make mad mixes and like cinematic mixes of the games. So it was it was cool. It was a it was a good experience. All right. How did you uh, end up 
recording Bronny. So with Bronny, so there's this company called The Battle. Um, and I guess they just, they host like a bunch of like major high school matchups. And I, I, during the summer, I was just looking online at like all these possible games because the EYBL circuits were, were basically going around. Um, and the EYBL circuit is like all the top high school teams for AAU. So <clears throat> I was looking at a bunch of games. They had like the Jordan Classic. And then this company, The Battle, came up and I just emailed them because they were hosting this joint in New York. And I seen like the lineup and I was just like, hey, like, how would I go about making a uh, getting a media credential for The Battle in New York? I probably wasn't going to go. You know what I'm saying? It was in New York. But I got people in New York I could stay with if I were to go. And then uh, this lady, Jackie, just emailed me back randomly. She was just like, hey, how about you just come work for us? And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I literally just randomly emailed this company and she was like, just come work, like shoot for us. Now, again, this is another situation where like the pay was not great. You feel me? But it was like, when am I going to be in a, in a gym with Bronny and LeBron? Mm -hmm. Like, when mm -hmm. is that ever going to happen again? Mello was there too, you said, right? Mello was there. Jadakiss was there. Yeah, it was uh, some people. 5 pulled up one of the days. Um, was Kevin Hart there? Nah, Kevin Hart wasn't there. It was somebody. But Ian Jackson was also playing. Ian Jackson is like the number three prospect in the country. He lives in the Bronx, and mm -hmm. he's he is like that. He just mm -hmm. committed to Kentucky not too long ago. So it was like all these star-studded kids are going to be in the gym. Obviously, LeBron was there too. Um, and I was just like, hell yeah. Like, they didn't pay for my flight. They didn't pay for my stay. They just gave me like a, <clears throat> a per-game rate. And I was just like, all right, look, I just got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I went out there. I, I stayed with my boy Anthony. And uh, the gyms were, like, crazy enough, the gyms were, like, 10 minutes from his house, like, where, where he lived at. So it kind of worked out, like, travel-wise. But, yeah, bro, like, I get there the first day. Um, they have a nine-game slate. Basically, my whole job is film the game, cut the highlights right after the game, if not before the end of the game, for one player that they could post on Instagram, right? So they kind of want, like, live content. They want it right there and then. Because Slam that's is also yeah, in the building, Overtime's in the building. All yeah, these companies are in the building. That's wild. You know what I'm saying? So they need it. They need it before everybody else. So I get my laptop set up. I don't even like, I met Jackie, but like, I don't even know no, like nobody else. There's like four main people. And my guy Hector is set up at the table. He's like the posting person. After the first game, I cut stuff together, get it to him before like the other four videographers. And he's like, yeah, it looks like we're going to lean on you a lot this weekend. I'm like, bro, I, I, I randomly emailed you. Like, you, did, here. You, you came into this event like not knowing you would have somebody to lean on. And like the thing about them is they got to go to different cities and pick up people. Like they're not flying videographers out to the same people out to each event. You know what I'm saying? So like they had one in Atlanta earlier in the summer and they had like this dude named his Instagram is like IG. And obviously he's like he's raw. He's super, super raw. But he wasn't in New York. So, like, they had to find people to come and pull up. Mm -hmm. And they had other people there who were good. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had this dude, Chris, this dude, Mike. They're all good. But, like, he was like, yeah, we're probably going to lean on you this weekend. And I'm just like, bro, that's crazy. Like, I'm randomly here. So, basically, the rest of the weekend, it was just that. Like, every, every single game, get the main highlights, get the best plays, and get it to him ASAP so he could post. And then, obviously, stuff like LeBron walking in the gym, like, you know, that's something that blows up on socials because, like, people Thanks. just love LeBron. It's like, oh, LeBron walked in. It just goes crazy. So <clears throat> that whole weekend, it was just, like, getting them live content. And I think they ended up canceling the last day because the one gym didn't have AC and the floor was too slippery. Um, but it was crazy, bro. Like, the first game that, that Bronny pulled up, like, the gym was lit. The <laughs> gym was lit. Out of the nine games all day, that was, like, the second last game, I think. And... 
everybody showed up for his game and left after his game. So it was like the, the people who played after him, they're playing in front of like seven people. You feel was me? He like hooping? the two teams. Ronnie was hooping? Yeah, hell yeah. He, he actually did, he didn't like play, like he wasn't killing, but like he had crazy assists. Like that's the thing about him. Like he passed just like his dad, bro. Yeah, he's like, an all around player. Like he, yes, dad. he's a complete player for sure. Um, but he was he was balling. I got, I got a couple good highlights, and that's when I ended up making the uh, the black and white joint of Bronny that he reposted. Yeah, that was crazy, bro. That shit blew up. That joint blew a up. Millie? My yeah. first millie. Uh, millie. <laughs> <laughs> My first millie, bro. That joint. I posted that joint, and I knew it. I knew it was gonna be it. like the Tem song goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I, as soon as I heard that song, I heard it like earlier in the week. I said, oh yeah, I'm about to use this for something for sure, and. Like, especially the genius version versus, like, the actual song. Like, the genius version is even more, like, dope. And he ended up reposting it. And I saw I saw him in Akron, like, a couple months later. And when later. he reposted it, that was the only thing on his story, too. Yeah. It was, like, just that video Bro, for, like, the whole day. My page started blowing up. And I've been had, like, my Instagram notifications turned off, like, a long time ago. But, like, I'm just, like, you know, I'll, you, I, I'll know. Like, now I kind of see... If I log on and I see like the notifications updating a lot, I'd be like, oh, somebody must have reshared it. Like somebody with a phone must have reshared it. I look at the reshares, I'm like, bro. And actually, I looked at, he commented on it. He commented like the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, 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 the little uh, chef's kiss pinned or whatever. Joint, pinned it right away. Yeah, pinned it. <laughs> yo, Tony Yayo commented on that joint. I said, yo, Tony Yayo? I had Come to pin on. that joint too. Yeah, That's the guy. I had to pin that joint too, but. Yeah, he commented on a repost it, bro. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, bro. I'm like, I'm like, how did this man even see this job? I'm sure did he you just... get most of your followers from that one. Nah, most of the followers came from some uh, clip of LeBron dapping up Bronny like before the game in Akron. Mm-hmm. So that post, bro. So like, I so the obviously after that weekend, the people who who run the battle, they were like, well, we want to have you come back for Akron because they seen I was making good stuff. So like two months later, they had the Blue Chip reunion in Akron. Mm. So Blue Chips is like Bronny's AAU team from when he was a kid. And they got like a bunch of other kids in, in the Ohio area because they were living in Cleveland at the time um, who are raw, like Gabe Cups, Rayvon Griffith. Like these kids are like raw as hell now. So they did a Blue Chips reunion in Akron at St. Vincent, St. Mary's. Now this time, like, you know, they got me a room. You feel me? It was, it was a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, up. You feel me? It was a little better set up. And um, basically the same thing. And I got this video of LeBron and Bronny, like, just doing, like, their handshake before the game. And I, like, put it in a slow motion. Put a, uh, I think I put a, a Sunday service song on top of it. And that joint went crazy. And it was like, bro, it took me, like, 10 minutes to make. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just how social media be working, bro. Right. Like, stuff you that's, spend hours on. Stuff that's relevant to people, you feel me? Like, everybody's commenting, like, oh, I want to be like this with my son. Like, father, <laughs> father goals. And then there's also people Daddy who are goals. like, LeBron's a fraud, terrible dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, the comments are crazy. <laughs> handshake is terrible. The comments are crazy. Terrible form. <laughs> like, literally, like, that handshake was terrible. I ain't gonna lie, the handshake was a little sloppy because, like, they weren't, they were, like, not even looking at each other. But, like, bro, the comments are just crazy. Anything LeBron, like, Super positive, super negative. Like the comments were mm-hmm. crazy, but that joint ended up getting like 17 million views, bro, off Jeez. of just my Instagram. It was crazy. So in Akron, they uh they let so the the people from the battle were trying to get one of the videographers in the locker room with like the blue chips team, like with Bronny's team. So they were telling me like all day, like all right, we're gonna get you in there, get you in there, and they had to like <clears throat> basically had to run it through like eight security channels, bro. Like you know what I'm saying like all those people. Obviously, you know LeBron gonna come with mad people to protect the family so like for i swear for like it was like for eight minutes they're like this lady just let me go into the locker room with them 
So, like, basically, like, how we are right now, like, the whole team is just chilling there, like, getting ready for their next game. And I, like, asked Bronny, I was like, yo, how did you even see that video in New York? He was like, bro, it was, like, on my For You feed. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I figured, like, he get tagged in so much stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Like, there's no chance he would have seen it. He was like, it was just on my For You page. That was fire. I was, like, that was dope. No, I was on Instagram. Oh, explore page? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever whatever the little page is. But it was crazy, like... He was like right there, just chilling. And I was like, "Damn, this this man like he got mad cameras on him all day." It was dope. It was just dope to have that access. You feel me? Like, cause out of all the videographers they had there, they were like, "We want you to go in the locker room and get behind the scenes stuff." So it was That's cool. Hard. It was cool. That's super. Hard. I know you touched on how you uh, got the position or got the gig earlier, like with the Bills in the NFL. But how, like, how was your experience been since doing? Bro, it's been dope. Like so people, I know you grew up a Bills fan. Yeah. So like being able yeah. to do videography on the so sideline with it's, the Bills. So it's, it's the best time to do it, obviously, because the Bills are about to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I wouldn't mind working for another NFL team like full time. You know what I'm saying at all. I wouldn't be like Bills or nothing. I used to. So I used to have myself so boxed into like my path or my journey. Like I'm going to be at UB, then I'm going to go to Pugula Sports and work for the Bills. Like that's <laughs> the path. That's the box. And it's like... <clears throat> working for the NFL now, it's like, um, I, I would go work for any team. It, it don't really matter. Like, I just want to be, you know, at a level where I can create with them. But it's been dope. Like, everybody been showing so much love. Like, I swear, everybody I see is just like, man, what you're doing is awesome. It's like, I, I love all the stuff you're making. Like, everybody, everybody's like, let me be your assistant on the field. And I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't have the power to do that. You feel me? Like, I'm, I'm the one doing, like, carrying all my own stuff. So, like, I it ain't no way I can put somebody on. But, no, it's, it's amazing, bro. Like, I've been trying to get into that live content creating program for, like, three years. Because that's when I first seen it, when Mike was on it. And they just didn't have openings, you know what I'm saying? So I've been applying for it for a while, but it was just like they just didn't have the space. So as soon as I seen another person who works our program, he posted, like, we're looking for creators in all these markets. I was like, oh, I need to, like, jump on this. Um, And I'm sure, like, I'm sure he pushed my resume up, but, like, all the stuff I did with the battle, like, that live content is really Mm -hmm. what got me ready for that. Like, if they would have interviewed me three years ago, I wouldn't have been ready. You feel me? Like it was like perfect timing for them to interview me and ask me like, yo, what's your creative process and how do you plan on achieving what we need? Because they're the same way. They everybody yeah, is right at the NFL the game. game. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. even using their own stuff before they use our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like the the spider cam or whatever it's called. Like if you go on the NFL's Instagram and a touchdown happens, they're probably gonna use that sky cam joint before they use like my sideline look even though like my sideline look might be crazy it's just they have that so readily available right Mm -hmm. there right then so i was just able to tell them and break it down like this is what i did for the company that was filming lebron over the summer like got everything ready pre-game got my stuff my shots out do the doom and they were just like like i crushed the interview basically and they were like yeah like this is this is good so the experience has been amazing like, I, I've never been so happy going to work. Like, I'm, I'm talking about when I walk into the stadium, I'm smiling. Like, <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about greeting everybody. Like, hey, how are you doing today? It'd be, it'd be some people still mad in the stadium. I'm like, bro, you're work. Like, I swear, at the Sunday night football game, they, like, you got to go through the media entrance. Like, you got to get your bags checked, obviously, so you don't have nothing crazy in the bag. And there's, like, there's, like, five teens trying to get through the media entrance because they must have been, like, the, the guests for the day. Like, you know, they give people, like, tours of the stadium and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And there's a dude behind them, like, with media stuff, and he's, like, trying to rush the line. Like, all right, guys, let's go. And I'm like, bro, like, you work for the NFL. You're trying to, you're trying to angrily rush into 
the media entrance, like, relax. Like, you got damn near one of the best jobs in the world. How can you be mad right now? And the, and the security guard was basically saying, like, you got somewhere to go? Like, he was checking him in the line. He was like, "You because we could be here all day. And I was so happy to see that, bro. I'm just like, bro, you can't be mad. Like, I don't care if the Bills are owing 17. Like, you can't be mad working at that level. Like, that's really the mm, best job ever. Nah, bro. Never know if people are going When you working your, your dream job, it's like, you know, working How you know that's their dream job, though? You can't just assume that that's their dream job because it's your dream job. That's true. That's true. It's, it's similar to like an artist, like, oh my God, I'm, you're signed to, you're signed to Def Jam. Mm -hmm. you, you gotta yeah. Get when you walk in that door. Well, what this, no, I can't get out of my contract and I can't drop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, but I really be smiling just talking to Eric, like, hey, how you doing? How you doing today? Like having a, a great time. Even like the Sabres arena, like, I don't really film hockey. I don't watch hockey. I don't really know anything about hockey, but like I still be smiling walking through the entrance because it's like, bro, this is like, I've I've been visualizing it for for a pretty long time, not for a super long, but I visualized it and it's just like here now. It's like, damn, this is like dope. This is dope as hell, for sure. Do you, uh, long term, let's say five years, do you see yourself still doing sports stuff, or are you gonna branch off into like commercials? Uh, so honestly, like commercial stuff kind of like pays the bills for real, for real. So like with the NFL, I'm only with them eight days out of the year. So like regardless of if the pay is good, like it, it's not going to sustain the whole year. So a lot of the ways like I'm funding myself is doing, you know, commercial shoots for, for like, like Chef Darian. So Chef Darian, shout out to him. Like he's a huge part of my business. Um, like he'll do, he'll basically do like videos for companies like Rich Products. He'll use their products and do a recipe on a video. He needs mm -hmm. it. They need it. They pay him to make it for their YouTube or whatever, their website, and he'll have me film it. There's so many people who could be filming him, bro. Like, That's a fact. you know what I'm saying? And he calls me up every time. Like, hey, I want you, we need to cover this video. You know what I'm saying? A couple times a month, one time a month. But like, he's a huge part of the business. Um, and then there's like some other people in the area who would have me do similar stuff. Like if they have an event going on, I'll do an event recap for them. So it's not necessarily like commercial, like TV, but it's, it's more like corporate event mm -hmm. recap stuff. And that, that's what really pays most of the bills. How I want to be it in like five years. Um, I don't necessarily want to be doing like all commercial stuff because I enjoy being like filming sports more. So I would rather be like full time with a team. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily like, like I said, I don't, I, I don't try to like box it in anymore. Cause like, when I used to box myself into a job, it's like that's kind of what limited me from being able to achieve like other stuff. So what I really want to have in five years is a team of people that will go film games in my place, like mm -hmm. especially high school games, because mm -hmm. like I'm not I, I might not even be here. You feel me? Like in Haven't Buffalo. you been kind of doing that recently? though? Yeah. Like so I, ha I have Tony and, and Tage, but like Tage is a young kid who's booked up himself like he's next up. Like he's, I think he's like 17 at Will East and like he's really next up with, with the video editing. But Tony also like, he'll fill in for me here and there, but it's not, uh, it's not like a super high demand where like I got eight teams hitting me up. I might have like two or three in one weekend and I'll be like, Tony, are you free? You know, cover the game for me. But it's not like I want to have it to where like I have five people, we cover in five games every day. And like we just putting out mad game recaps, mad highlights, and I don't have to be really a part any of it. And I also, obviously, I still want to make money off that joint. You mm -hmm. feel me? Like passive income. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's that's really the way that that any any business person is gonna flourish. And I want yeah. that to help me pay for like 
going to film, like if I wanted to film the battle on my own, on my own shoulders, or if I wanted to go to an EYBL circuit in Kentucky on my own shoulders, like I wanted that to be able to fund it. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's definitely a, a bunch of different ways that I could see it in the future, but having like a team that, cause also if I'm gone, like I don't want the high school kids to not have any more coverage, you know, at the same time. So it's like, I want to get a team that'll just step in and be, you know, feel me, be, be there for, for all the teams. You got any questions, Kimon? I, I got a couple. It's I done learned a lot from this conversation, bro. I feel like this is my first time I actually met you too. Yeah. So it's like No, I met you a, before. I met you at uh, Legacy House. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that day was a blur. Yeah, um, yeah. It was like it was just like a dab. It was a quick dab, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing crazy. Yeah. I think one of the things I took away from this conversation is that like before you really got to that place where you can kind of see yourself as like like, you know, you made it. Like people went from not wanting to hire you to your work speaking for itself. For a fact. So just for like memory purposes, what what has been your most memorable like highlight or Easy. moment for you? Easy. So Bryant Rosa from Riverside High School hit a game winner in sectionals last year, right? Half court shot, crazy celebration, like his dad's hugging him, like you yeah. damn near cry, like watching it, right? The year before his coach told me that I was everything wrong with high school basketball. Told me that. Shout out to Sosner. Yeah, shout out to Sosner. <laughs> told me I was everything wrong with high school basketball. I shouldn't have permission to film the kids. Um, basically, like, I was trying to record one of Bryant's, like, uh, regular season games. Yeah. This was during COVID, so, like, I had to cross mad fences, you know, jump over mad fences to get in the games, which is, you know, understandable. But he was, like, someone basically after his boss house said I was allowed to, he was still trying to say I shouldn't right. be allowed to. And, like... I'm not even real media. I'm not like I shouldn't be allowed to go into the game and film. And then the very next year, his best player, he's one of those coaches that limits his best player from being the best. His best player hits a crazy half court shot. I'm talking about like, bro, it was crazy. And his parents are so like, mm -hmm. like loving and embracing. Like they run on the court. His dad is at every game recording on the camera himself. You feel me? So like to do to make that for Bryant. And for his dad, even though, like, his coach was trying to, like, do everything he could do to block it, was, like, the most valuable valuable yeah. highlight for sure. What, what's the dude's name? Uh, his last name is Sosner. What's what? He was actually my uh, seventh grade social studies teacher. He tried to get me suspended from school for yeah. right, all damn. bad coaches. Yeah. Wow. So I, I signed his replica copy of the Declaration of Independence, and he was like, this kid's terrible. He needs to be suspended. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's a mess. <laughs> Get him like, out of here. I might not be a part of history, so I signed my name, <laughs> My second question was really for, like, the people, like you said, that's coming next up and stuff. What's some of, like, the common challenges you face is doing what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, I would say getting, getting good gear is tough. Um, a lot of people might say, like, you know, it doesn't matter what gear you have, your creativity rules, but, like, and at the end of the day, like, I couldn't make a lot of the stuff that I make now if I didn't invest a lot of money into the gear that I have. So, obviously, you have to learn how the stuff works. Like, that's... Right. I'm not telling you to go spend all your money on crazy gear if you don't know how the hell to use it, but... Do lots of research prior to... Yes. Because there's so many brands, there's so many different uses for everything, um, but not having access to great gear is an early... Um, is an early problem or uh, I don't even know. Obstacle. Don't, obstacle. obstacle. Yeah, right. obstacle. Obstacle. Not having good gear is an early obstacle that you have. Um, and then also, also like the area that we live in, it's, it's tough because um, 
not not a lot of like if I didn't go to New York and film Brownie, if I didn't go to Akron and film Brownie, if I didn't go to Erie and film Donda, it's like I, I my resume would be half it would be half empty right now. You know, my mm. my real my portfolio would be half half empty, regardless if I have a degree or not. I wouldn't have as much to show for what I can do. I I can make those same highlights about a kid playing at McKinley, and not as many people will care because. It's the name isn't as big, you know what I'm saying? I right. can make the same cinematic look or like beautiful edit for a kid playing for Williamsville South, and it, it won't have the same impact. So, an early obstacle for a, a young filmmaker in sports is like the availability of the players that you have in this area, at least. So, so if if you can, you know, travel to these big games, these big summits. Like the EYBL is is the best place I feel because like I said, with high school, like you're kind of allowed to be shoulder to shoulder with these kids. And at EYBL is like four times a year, the best players in high school are in the same building. Like you're not gonna have that many opportunities like right. that versus trying to go to all these kids' school. Just go to the EYBL circuit and catch all of them in one game playing against each other. And it's you know a lot of high-level college coaches there too. Exactly. You so you, content you, about them. You get a lot of stu- you get a lot of good shots from there. Um, if you had to invest in traveling to one event, I would say do that. And and they're not. I, I don't feel like they're super strict on like who they let record at these events because there's tons of kids there. You know what I'm saying? When I went to my first AAU tournament with Tony from Pro Training, he brought me to Spooky Nook, and it was like Court One had Jalen Duran on it. I was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like shoulder to shoulder with this man. It's like, this is Jalen Duran, bro. Like, this is crazy. And Derek Lively, I think he's he's like a, I think he's a top prospect in college right now. Like, those kids were right there. And, and I was also on the baseline sitting next to like random teenagers. You feel me? So it's like, if you're going to invest, if you, if you really want to um, up your resume, you got to go find the players because it, it ain't too many players staying in Buffalo. And it ain't too many five stars in Buffalo yeah. me, that you can really, that you can blow up off of. Because right. if you make good work, it'll it'll eventually win. But it's a catalyst to have good work on good players. My last question, because you was talking about making, uh, turning what you're doing to like a legit business and stuff like that. So obviously you got a, a list of goals that you're trying to accomplish. If you can name one goal that you haven't done yet that you, you know, you really like one of those big goals, like this is a stretch, but fuck it, I want to do it. What would that be? I just want to have the whole media network for Section 6, like, run under me. Mm. So, like, all the high schools in Section 6, if they need any media coverage, I want them to, I want Section 6 to say, hey, we have this much money in the budget this year. We'll buy this many cameras, this much gear. You find the people, send them out, and cover the games. And we'll we'll run the YouTube channel or whatever it has to be, and I'll just be able to, you know, send out whoever and that's another struggle, like I said, with the gear. If I hire three people, like, the rate that I'm going to charge the customer is different because they don't have the same gear as me. They don't have the whole setup as me. So, like, the work isn't what you expect from me that you're going to get from them. So mm-hmm. I want the section to have all these cameras on deck, have all this equipment on deck, and I can teach ten people how to use it. And they yep. go to games, and they just have the section lit. You feel me? They just Heavy have fire. It, have it on tilt. Yeah. Bye. But like, even the head of the section says I'm not real media. So like, it's 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 a. <laughs> no, so I was still thinking like, what, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, like I literally, I literally, I literally emailed the the head of section six, D. Filippo, about going to the football sectional games next week at Highmark, and he said, upon reviewing my website, I'm not considered 
I don't like meet the, their standard of media. Would so you, I would have been like, what's your standard? Of media? I, I asked him. He said, we look for publications, newspaper, papers, and radios. He said, your Newspapers business. Newspapers and radios. He's, I'd have been like, that's all outdated shit, old head. He's, <laughs> he said, your, your company looks like a business that sells highlight clips to players and parents. I was like, all right, bro. And I told him, I said, I say, I said, from this football season alone, uh, I've had unpaid for posts that have reached over like 300,000 people of players in your section. How many has your newspaper? I hope, many, buddy? I'm yeah. hoping they double back, bro. Just so right. you can be like, yesterday's price is not no, today's no, price. For sure. <laughs> no, like, for sure. And let's talk about <laughs> section six. Is the, can I say they're racist? I don't know. Because they didn't want black kids in their section to embarrass all of them suburban schools now for the at, longest. Now what we doing? Bennett going crazy. Huh? But, but this is also a situation where like I don't want to like burn any bridges with people. Right. You feel me? Like, yeah. But but at the same time, I'll like bro, <laughs> like bro, you gotta wake up. You he feel me? Say, hey Nelson, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. I just <laughs> because it's like, bro, it's not cool. like this. That's been an issue in Buffalo. Yes. It's like nah, for sure. they separate. 100%. Okay, the, all all these great players, all the private school kids get the great looks. Public school kids get zero publications, and all these kids in the suburbans get they get a shot to go to college, get offers and all that stuff. And our kids get zero media coverage, get mm. terrible coaches. We can't play against them, the, the other kids. Terrible facilities, yeah. barely have weight rooms, and still be going crazy. Yeah, for but and, but we won't we won't play against the other kids who are the best, and so we won't merge the sections. I don't. Yeah, That's corny, man. bro. We we they definitely in terms of playing each other they definitely advanced a lot since 2012. But yeah, okay. it's, it's still like, it's still a lot of a lot of BS going on. And and yeah, I don't know that I response think, sounds like what UB told you before. Like oh we don't you know they didn't want you at first, yeah. but then over time and even about UB, bro. So like UB offered me a job on their athletic department. Like after. After like two years, so Matt ended up going to Pagula Sports. Right. Xavier ended up going to Pagula Sports. And I think Alex did too. So they had three openings and I was like their first call. And and they are like I crushed the interview. I, I knew the facility. I knew what to do. And they offered me the job. They offered me, like they told me the amount. And I was just like, I can't do it for that much. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because at the time I was like, I was freelancing for like half a year. And I seen like how much I was making. And I was just like... I can make that same amount that y'all offer me and I can have the freedom to do like what I want to do. And like, cause, cause if I'd have worked for them, I would have been in that, in that room or I would have been filming like six days a week. You feel me? I would have been, I would have had to do volleyball. Like I said, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, football, everything. So during the season, I would have been in the lab with them six days a week and I wouldn't have been able to go to Akron. I wouldn't have been able to go to New York and film right. Bronny. I wouldn't have been able to go to Erie PA. So it's like, if, if you, if you want to like, if you lock yourself into that situation where I box myself in, like oh, I'm gonna be at UB, like it, it blocks a lot of blessings in a certain way. So even for someone to like, it, even for somebody to look at you as not like real media, it's like you you can't really let it like hold you down or bog you down. You just gotta find another way, bro. Because because at the same time, like him telling me I can't go to the games at Highmark, there's 30 people who will give me a pass and I'll be fine. You yep. feel me? But I want to eventually get to the point where. I'm on the list. You know right. what I'm saying? I definitely want to be on the list. Right. For sure. Which I feel like I should be. But yeah, bro. It's just like... And he's like the same person who tried to block like the, the Best of Buffalo uh, showcase last year that we had. He was telling high school players that they would lose a year of eligibility if they uh, represented their high school in our event. And it was like... Which is only true if they wear their jerseys. 
So it was like it was like a real like threatening type of email though. Like mm. we got mad calls the day before the event. Like hey, oh, we're thinking yeah, about not playing. Yeah. It's like bro, what do you mean? Why are you not about to play in our event? And they're like, because we're about to lose a year of eligibility. And we're like, so we had to scramble last minute. It was like mad stuff going on behind scenes, bro. That's like like why are we holding back the kids, bro? Like come on now. That's crazy, bro. Get me out of here. I feel like I'm. I'm ruling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but like, yo, yeah. but how do you go about last question, maybe not. How do you go about <laughs> how do you go about picking like the music you use for your clips? Man, I feel like that plays a major factor It does. The audio audio in shared. general is is half the battle, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause cause like even outside of so for a hype mix, even outside just a song, like you have like whoosh sounds, you have like impact sounds for hits, you have like the ball being caught. Like that's something I'll put on a video. You, you ain't never gonna hear a ball being caught from a sky cam. You right. know what I mean? But if you put that in a video, it like puts a person more into the video. So that's something that I tell like when people ask me, when like teens ask me for advice, like how do I get better with video editing? I say, bro, you gotta focus more on your audio. Like your audio has to immerse your viewer in the video just as much as the visual does. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I like like Frank Ocean is like my speed for music. You feel me? I like more emotional, like slow stuff, like kind of abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, like I obviously like I also like like rap. Like I grew up on like G Unit, you feel me? So like I like still like that. But it's like my speed is more like slow R and B, like and, and I like to use slow motion clips, so you can't use like super hyped up music with slow motion clips. So I try to find music that will kind of make you feel more, I guess. Um, and that might come from, like I said earlier with like the Thames thing, I'll hear it and be like, damn, this I can see the edit already with this song. You feel me? Like I, I hear the song and I know you already for see sure. It yeah. Well. Like, like. Like with the Roddy Rich, like the War Baby song, I've been wanting to use that for like a year and I just couldn't find the right edit. And I eventually got one with Blue Collar U with, with Wes. Um, but like when I heard that, like when you hear like the choir and he's like, I'm a war, war, I was like, yo, this edit would go crazy. Mm-hmm. So some songs I'll be able to see an edit ahead of time. But for the most part, like I try to look for music that'll really have you like feel in some type of way. You feel me? Like real emotional type and instagram's i'm not gonna lie instagram's algorithm is like solid like when when you go through reels and you're just looking for like music like they'll suggest like some good stuff sometimes i'll just scroll through like suggested music on instagram and maybe having some heat like like the stefan diggs joint that just hit a million the uh i think i put lauren hill on it Mm -hmm. like i know that song but i wasn't thinking of it and i seen it and suggested and i was like damn this this song will kind of hit and it was, I just put it on there. So sometimes sometimes it kind of be a mix of both where, like, I'll see the edit ahead of time and then it'll be like, nah, this song is kind of dope, too. What's the Instagram, bro? I got to find these videos because I don't think I follow you. Yeah, bro, I don't know how you <laughs> don't follow him. You literally on, talk about him every time we record. You, bro, you, I'll be in my own world, man. Tape, tape Kage. Nelson. T A P E. No, you said top kid. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, I do follow you. My mom be butchering the name <laughs> crazy, bro. I don't know. She'd be like Tapakaje or something, something <laughs> like that. Bro. I was bugging. I definitely follow him because I've seen the, um, your podcast and stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow, yo, follow the YouTube, please. I need to get this podcast going up. Crazy. <laughs> I need to get like y'all boys. You got more subscribers than us. Nah, chill, 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 chill. But they don't be there for the pod. They be there. They be there for football and like highlights and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Great talking to you as always. Oh, for That's sure, bro. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Okay. I've been uh, I've been looking at a lot of the latest episodes. I'm like, damn, I kind of kind of want to because before, like I told you, I told you like a while ago, I was like, bro, I can never be in front of the camera. Like I'm so used to being behind it. But after doing 
my own show and then just being in front of it a lot, I was like, damn, I kind of, I want to be on a no-label joint. <laughs> just hit me up. Because even when he started his pod, when you originally started, it was me, you, Rich, yeah. like that was going to be the pod. And then yeah. after one episode, I told him, I was like, bro, you don't need us on the pod. You just want us there for comfort. You can do the shit nah, on your sure. own. Nah, for sure. I definitely needed that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm about to be awkward as hell. Because I'd be like kind of awkward, bro. I'd be like. You know how to talk, man. Yeah, a little bit. As the people can tell. What's funny because like one thing I take pride in is like when people say like they're comfortable, like we make them feel comfortable. No, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Cameras, because I know I yeah. I was never comfortable. Yeah, I just I just grew into it. Yo, when did you start? This is definitely last question. When did you start getting comfortable like having a camera all the time around people? Because like we didn't grow up in an era where cameras were in people's faces all the time. Yeah, bro. So people were so comfortable. It's that's still kind of awkward. Still getting used it's to. still kind of awkward. Like yeah. Like uh, even at on like like the pre pre games for like the NFL, like I get a, I'll get like looks from players, and I'll feel like they'd be like, "Bro, like what the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like in my face. <laughs> but at the same time, bro, it's like I made so many edits to where like I know I need this shot to make the edit good. So it's like I'm gonna just do what I need to do. You feel me? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna get like three steps away from Diggs, and I mean he, he used to it by now anyways. Like he always got cameras in his face, so. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I would have the heart to, like, walk around downtown and, like, take photos of random people. Like, I still wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Even, like, asking them, like, walking up, like, hey, can I take your portrait? Like, mm-hmm. that's mad awkward. Like, I'm not that social, socially adept. But if I'm, like, hired for an event, um, I, don't, I don't really – it didn't take me too long to get, you know, to feel, like, like comfortable in situations just having a camera in front of people. Just once I realized, like, I need that shot to make what I want to make, you know what I mean? Because I do a lot of food stuff, too, and, like, people don't like themselves getting, like, filmed eating food. They be, looking <laughs> That's crazy. they be looking crazy. So, like, once I had to do that a hundred times for Darian, it was like, bro, I can't really feel more, like, awkward doing anything else. But, yeah. All right, man, appreciate you pulling up. Nah, for sure, appreciate man. You. No labor to pop. We out. Peace.